I'm Sarah Pollack. And I'm Quinn Faison. And together, we coach parents of preteens, teens, and young adults at Plan P. We have been there and done that. And when the going got tough, the P was for many things and always for practice and patience. So if you're a parent, you've come to the right place. We're going to give you tools to practice clear communication with your children, which will improve your relationships. We are so honored and excited to have you join us on this incredible journey where perfection is found in practicing. Let's get moving. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back. It's 2020 forward. Moving on. Glad to be back. Hope everyone had a nice break. We had a nice break, so. We did. We had a lovely break. Well, and it's also nice to sort of feel a little rejuvenated. Mm, right. And I have to say, we took time off, but we didn't get all holiday-y about it. Right. I think we just unplugged. Yes. And I think we took some downtime in this time off. Yeah. So, welcome back. You're still parenting. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even get a break from that, did you? I was going to say, easier to take time off when the kids are out of the house. Oh my goodness. It's like intense when they're in the house 24-7. Yeah. That is like, is everyone back from their not break? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, that's the thing. Going to work is time off from parenting. Yeah. I was going to say. So. From some things. So we've been talking as we turn this corner into this new communal reassessment of the past and looking forward in this month of January, a lot of talk about trust. Hmm. It's foundational. Yeah. I was going to say, I always think of trustworthiness as being foundational. I think without trust, how do you build a relationship? It's very imbalanced, right? It's either one person standing upright and the other one putting all their weight on them. Like finding balance is where we find trustworthiness and our part is all we can actually do. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because we started talking about trust and then, but so I went and I started looking in lots of books because I like to have references sometimes. And part of my hope for 2020 forward is to like sort of ground myself in the research that we have been doing in these years. And we have, and I counted very loosely, over 50 books on parenting and relationships. I looked at many of the ones on parenting in the index index and back, Mm -hmm. nothing on trust. Oh, interesting. Like, which just sort of, as I processed it, it's like, oh, okay, it is the foundation and it's really hard to understand it. But it's, it was fascinating to me that the only books that I found anything on trust were um, books on communication. All books on communication. Right. right. Listening for well-being conversations with people not like us. Yeah, that would be a teenager, right? And, <laughs> and he, he, this book is really not about parenting, but it is about worldviews mm-hmm. and communicating with people who you don't see eye to eye with. And creating a trust deficit when we don't listen. Uh, so the opposite of trust, if we, if we are showing that we are not engaged, not listening, not paying attention, then we lose trust. 
Exactly. And I, I think it was in this one. The body keeps the score. When you look up trust, it's in here somewhere. Mm. Well, that's really about healing trauma. Right. And this is all about he healing trauma. Right. And one of the stories in this book, at the very beginning, he's talking about asking for money. I think going to the VA and saying, you know, this thing we're calling PTSD. Mm. And they applied for a grant which right. was rejected because the VA was like, yeah, we, we don't, that's not about us. <laughs> now we all know where that ended. The VA is very aware of PTSD now. Right. They weren't listening. They didn't want to be aware of something that was right there. And then in, when that's this book by Deborah Tannen called, that's not what I meant. I love Deborah Tannen. This book is good stuff. And she talks about truth, honest talk. Right. Is truth. And there's some, some good stuff in there as well. But it was just, I mean, the most important thing about that is this is, you and I talk about it all the time, and it is foundational. Well, and, and I just also want to say it's not only foundational to relationships. I think it's foundational for me, for my integrity, my sense of self, too. Oh, absolutely. And now I just want to say trust, difficulty of. That's, oh, that's what body keeps the score. It doesn't have trust, just but it just talks about the difficulty of because we're all traumatized in some ways, right? Right. And what you're saying is it's foundational. So in that way, that being trustworthy or having uh, trust is about it. You know, I think we conflate things. I think you know people think it means honesty, and what it really means, I think, is reliability. Right. You can trust me to be a pain in the ass about the uh, dishwasher. You can, you know. You right. Can, but that's okay. Can, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's, but, but I am reliably that. So you can trust me to be that. Right. So it's in terms of parenting, it's really about being consistent. Right. Right. And, and working that consistency model. And, and as that a, you can find all over everyone's index. Right. And as a, individual it's also about knowing where my values are so that i can be trustworthy to right. be that person and mm -hmm. that's why how it dovetails with integrity and sense of self and and i think it's really important for all of that absolutely in fact i think it was the i've pulled out one dictionary that's paper but in my phone's dictionary i believe that the definition involved integrity um yeah probably. it's reliance on integrity of a person or thing so right. reliance upon the wholeness and what i hear you saying i mean that's what i think of as integrity as right being, is a whole you want to be reliable right well and and not in every area right i'm not reliable in lots of ways but but i am reliable to show up if i say i'm gonna right so as a parent if you are reliable to give them money every time they ask for money, yeah, that you, you, I mean, that's why I think trust is such a hard, mm. it's, it's the foundation, but it's also yeah, what, complicated. And, what, what are you reliably about? Right. But Sarah, I'm, I'm really like, I say I'm going to do this and I do this. And it's like, right. One of the dictionaries I looked at says something about confident expectation of something. Let's see here in this one. Right. Well, I was going to say confident expectation is that you can rely on someone to be a certain way. Right. And which may or may not be good. 
Well, that's where I think that we get parents in particular. It's a confident expectation. Mm -hmm. Are you confident that they're going to do what you expect them to do? If you, I had an experience the other day here, I'm going to give them money. You need food. This is not with our kid. Right. You know what they bought? You do know what they bought. I do know what they bought. They They bought bought clothes. Right. Who needs food? I'm like, I don't know. Seems to me. But was I confident in who they are? Yeah. I was like, oh, of course they bought. They're a teenager. Right. Of course they're going to use that money for clothes because they'll figure out food. Someone will buy them food, but they may not get the the clothes they want. Right. And so in those teen years, am I confident? Are we confident? Are parents confident? What's your confidence in a five-year-old? Mm. Like we get caught in confident expectation at a time when we forget that they're moving away. Right. They're not dependent upon us anymore. Well, and, and they are, because they are trying out new selves, they are less reliable. Right. You know, they are less reliably the person they were and they haven't quite become the person they're becoming, which is often quite close to the person they were, but they have to go through a lot of changes in the middle. Right. And what I hear you saying is also talking about that, like, they are reliably unreliable. Yes. I mean, and and so our, so you are reliably a pain in the neck about the dishwasher, which actually you're not. Yeah, it's a, it's an easy, it's an easy one that everyone has different feelings about. And do I trust that you, I trust that you believe that you do the dishwasher better than I do. And I'm fine with that. (laughs) Totally a hundred percent. I don't care. But that if I wanted to get embattled about it, no, my way is the right way. Right. I don't trust you to do it right. If I interpret your redoing it as your failure to trust me, it's not letting you be you. Right. And I think with kids in general and teens in particular, you got to start really focusing on yourself as an adult. How important is it that they do the dishwasher correctly? Right. And because you want to send the message of trusting them. Right. So there's that other wrinkle with teenagers is, I mean, you don't want to trust them too much, like outside their actual ability. Right. But you do when it's something like loading the dishwasher, you know, it it is a good place to just let them do it their way and trust that everything won't break or that they will learn. Right. Trust them to make, and here we are again, trust them to make mistakes. Yeah. And trust them to be a teenager. But you will be traumatized by them if you have a confident expectation that they're going to be anything but a teenager. Mm. Is there a right way or wrong way? Oftentimes, whether that's the dishwasher or doing like... Well, yeah. And my response to that is absolutely. And my way is the right way. Right. And then I have to sneak in that little for me. (laughs) Right. And that's where we become trustworthy, I think, in many ways. And we talk about this all the time in terms of boundaries. Yes. So that's what trust is. It's a firm foundation. It's understanding that we're, our goal as parents is to be consistent, mm-hmm. reliable, and not have unreasonable expectations. Yeah. yeah, I would say all of those are important. Yep. And then there were the dictionary. So why is this important right here, right now as parents? particularly during the teen years. Right. 
it's not that it's more important when they're teens. It's that it's harder when they're teens. And yes. the reason that it's harder is because there's a lot of transition going on. And, and so it's harder to keep our bearings. Right. And if we, I think that as parents during those years, while we were trying to back away, mm-hmm. what is trustworthy to a five-year-old is really being consistently there and within feeding arms, them. And, within arm's length. Right. And, yeah. and, and those things change year by year by year. And by the time they are teenagers, you you were talking a lot about trustworthiness. Right. And I think that that becomes foundational. Right. Our primary goal, your primary goal as the parent of a preteen, teen, young adult is to really be solid yourself. Yeah. Because it's like trusting the sky. I trust the sky. I trust the clouds, right? They're clouds. I don't trust them to always be exactly where I want them at the right time, at the right place. Kids during these years are changing so much. Well, and, and as you're talking, I'm thinking, right. And it's our um, job to be reliably who we are. So to stick with our boundaries, to know what they, why they are there so that we can also be reliably flexible when needed. So that we can be approachable for conversation um, so that we can, you know, like all of these things come out of our being, knowing ourselves and being reliable in that way. Yeah, we keep talking. I keep hearing you and I think I might have said reliable too. It's like, are we reliable? And here's the thing about being worthy of trust and particularly doing during these years where we're, you know, if my reliability is I'm that thing in front of the used car dealer, right? I am reliably all over the place <laughs> and a deflatable mess and acting as though I know anything, I'm not trustworthy. Well, so, that, so I, I would say that they trust you to be right. easily upset and therefore you don't become trustworthy in terms of approachable for conversation. Right. They're going to trust me to be who I am, Mm -hmm. which is not reliable. Or no, is reliably dramatic. Right. They do know who we are. Having spent all of their lives in our care or most of their lives in our care, depending on the situation. um, They do know us. They've been watching. They've been paying attention. Right. Right. So it's an opportunity for us. To really check in with ourselves. Am I trusting myself? Because here's what I think I did a fair amount of. Lying to myself. Mm. Lying that everything was okay when it wasn't. And right off the bat, I don't trust myself. Right. Right. Like I am desperate for them to behave a certain way. And then it gets all sorts of crazy because they don't trust me. I don't trust myself. The foundation is sort of, I mean, luckily, thank God. And here's something I really want all parents listening to put a pin in. You are worthy of trust. You've made mistakes. But your kids trust you. They trust you to be who you are. So how inconsistent you have been through the years. But I think it's important that if they're still living with you, (laughs) there's a degree of trust. Yep. They're at an age where you can say, I am working on this. Right. So I may not be good at 
I don't know, showing up on time is, you know, is a thing, right? So I may not be good at it, but I'm working on it and I, you know, and getting better. I mean, you have to actually be working. Right. I was going to say, don't lie because what you're really doing is committing to yourself. Yeah. And you're, and here it gets tricky again. Are you making them responsible for taking care of you? You know, if I'm using you to make sure that I, if I'm saying it out loud to you, Quentin, I, I'm saying, and I, you and I sometimes do this in different ways, but like, I'm saying this out loud because I, it helps me to say it out loud. Right. Not because I'm making you responsible, but right. I'm saying it out loud because I need to hear myself because I process out loud. Out loud. <laughs> so I think that it gets tricky with kids to say it to them in terms of, well, I think yeah. that to no, say I it to yourself and then show them. I was going to say, if you are working on something, you can tell them you are working on it, right? The key is that you have to actually be trying to do different things and have different, you know, like. Yeah. So if I'm trying not to be late as often, I'm setting alarms or I'm, you know, like I am doing things and discovering maybe why I'm late so frequently. Right. Um, yeah. And depending upon the kid, you can have that conversation. Right. You know, I realized I'm always late. It's not adorable. Right. I did that probably before the kids were teenagers. Realized it wasn't cute to always be late. Like, Ooh, that's just who I am. Yeah. I don't in that lying to myself. Right. It's, you know, we get to change ourselves. We can't change them. And these are years where we do a lot of shooting. Right. We want to make sure that they understand. And in so doing, oftentimes, now we're back to the not listening. Right. Right. And then we're not worthy of trust. Because we're telling them how to do it. The way right. that would make us happy. And that's, again, we're trying to get them to take care of us. So that we feel reassured right that we're worthy of trust and it can go all sorts of crazy sideways places i think that setting boundaries again with yourself first clearly and if there are any other parents in the house talking about it with them and then setting it clearly with the kids and having open honest conversations and we talked about this again and again and again because we talk with parents about it again and again and again yeah it's that's how you did it last week how did that feel right Ugh, you know, it was yeah, really hard. And sometimes we think we're ready for a boundary that we're actually not ready to hold, you know? Right. So it gets slippery very quickly because they're like, oh, but this time, this is the circumstance. So uh, you give me a pass now and, and you want to give them the pass, right? So you don't hold the boundary because yeah, I mean, he, he bought clothes instead of food. So I'll give you more money for food. Which I didn't it, do. Is an easy, easy to understand why that gets slippery. Right. So really knowing why you're making the boundary where you're making it and what. Right. So if you give anyone money, either set clear expectations or, I mean, sometimes, I mean, basically the money was you earned this money. You can do with it what you like. Right. So it was just your expectation that they'd use it for food well, instead of clothing. Right. And so I didn't give them a speech. Right. I asked a few questions and how, you know, they're a teenager. 
how they look is really important right as not a teenager but who pays attention to my attire mm -hmm. i i respect i can respect that we can just trust each other to be sometimes irresponsible maybe to the self i wasn't irresponsible to myself and that's the thing about holding on to our, my integrity i didn't i i give i you know i try and hold on to my integrity I know someone who, someone I work with who said last year was their year, the word of the year was integrity. And man, they started regretting that. <laughs> Week in February of 2023. Why did I pick this word? Now, I will tell them. They held on to that word. In December of 2024, I think they sort of found that place where they weren't asking someone else to make them whole. Right. I mean, that's the thing about when I lose my integrity, I'm dependent upon you for it almost mm. you to make me whole you to make me feel whole mm. if that's what integrity is right it's hard yes it's really 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 hard and it can be done imperfectly we can be trustworthy but how do you work on building a foundation of trust it's got to begin with you yeah. You got to start slowly, not, I'm going to be trustworthy. And then beating yourself up because then you're just bruised and asking them, somebody for help because you're all bruised because you just beat yourself up. Yeah. And I would say the beginning of it is, is actually knowing, trying to identify where you are trustworthy already. Mm. Oh, right? I like that. Trying to identify the things that you are consistent about and that are important to you. I mean, it's it's uh, it could be looking at your values and making sure those are aligned. But there are no doubt places where you are trustworthy. Right. So know know what the foundation looks like before you yeah. start. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah so build it slowly, but but build it consciously, right. giving yourself as a parent. Here's the things I did right. Here's the things where I am whole. I can trust. Because I think that's the other thing that happens a lot in the teen years. We look back and are like, oh, train wreck. I really blew it here. I mean, I, I know this for myself. I know this for many other parents. They can pinpoint the, 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 the myriad of times. And as you know, I spent time with Allie last week just the two of us. And I told them about my list and I'm on, you know, the 3,783rd thing that I <laughs> did, did wrong in, in bringing them up in raising them as children. And, you know, I started at 3,700. So really it's only 82. I make up numbers yes. all the time, but the truth is who knows? And my perception and their perception may be different. And there was one thing and we were talking and they said, um, and just for the record, mom, that doesn't go on the list because I learned from it. Mm. <laughs> like, right. right. Don't put that one. Like their perception of mine might have been different. Right. Right. Do well, I and one of the interesting things is being, being an adult is um, my perception of all the things that my parents did wrong has shifted too. Like uh, there are oh, things... <laughs> You know, my father was a strict disciplinarian in many ways. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, that really helped me. 
even though at the time, right, I hated it. Well, that's our job as parents in some ways to be consistent and solid and whole and give them something that not right. a punching bag that deflates and that they have to, but just. Yeah. Well, so I'm just here to say, you know, some of the things that they are yelling at you about saying this is unfair or <laughs> they may come a jerk or whatever they're saying, you know, may in later years, they Absolutely. may see as positive. So if mm-hmm. you are holding to your integrity, that to, to your own understanding of what's oh, important, right. look at let your them, own. Let them yell. Let them. But also, what I hear you saying, and I think this is important, is to look at our relationships with our parents mm. and not just say they did this wrong and they did this wrong. And they, I, I, I would love to do that. <laughs> and it, it, it actually, I'm a grown up now. They did things that had impact. Right. And they did a lot of things right. Yeah. So the the practice this week is sort of about checking in with yourself mm-hmm. daily. And I love this, like, check in on things you did well. Mm-hmm. And check in on the places you weren't trustworthy to yourself. Yeah. Check in and are you where you want to be? For me, I need to sort of make lists. I have a to-do list. I also have, and I've been come see, come saw on how good on this list I am. But, you know, there was a period of time where I would start every morning sort of looking at the day before Mm -hmm. and checking in with myself. Did I lie? Right. Because lying, little white lies. Okay, that was a lie. Did I harm myself? Hmm. Well... Maybe like, it's really about the relationship with the self. For me, it's not just, did I do okay? Because I give myself a pass. I I skate. Uh. (laughs) I'm like, yep, I did great yesterday. And, and I'm looking at like, not, not being as honest with myself. Mm -hmm. Was I fully reliable to myself? Right. Like check in. Did I drive? Okay. Like, you know, did I get there on that timing thing? Right. Did I lie to myself in the way that I do about how long it takes to get to, from point A to point B? Right. It takes more than 30 seconds to get across town. <laughs> it takes, you know, it, oh, it takes half an hour, but then there's going to be traffic to get there. Like, these are little things. Yeah. But that I can check in how important was it? We talk about that a lot. Right. I was... Yesterday, I was like, I know this about Zoom. I always try and log on early. Here I am logging on at one minute of. I don't have the link. I don't usually put myself in that position anymore. And the beautiful thing was, guess what? I was desperately trying to call the person, email them. (laughs) I don't have the link. And the person who had the link on their phone, their phone just died. That person had been trying to text the person they sent the link to. Mm -hmm. Say I'm 15 minutes late. I'm running 15 minutes late. Can we push it back? Mm -hmm. It all worked out. Right, right. And I was reliable within that moment. I didn't say, ooh, please see me. I usually am much better. Right. I took responsibility in that moment, recognizing that it wouldn't have been good, but it wouldn't have been a crisis. And for me, I need to set alarms. It's got to be. And here's a way that you can be reliant to yourself, reliable with yourself. You know yourself. 
do you need to just do a check-in like you were saying Quinn yeah you know you know yourself what is the way you're gonna check in and when because this is Mm. for me important in making a commitment to myself yeah is setting aside the time yeah yeah I used to do it at the end of the day with hot milk and honey so that I was feeling comforted as I went over the, what I had done during the day. And I did do it as detailed as you were saying, like I would go through my day and did I handle this situation the way I wanted to Yeah, did I show up the way I wanted to in, you know, all the, the you know, incidents of the day. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to commit to all of you that I'm going to get back to that practice because I I realize it helps me to yeah. align myself better yeah. and to be more fully present for myself and reliable to myself. And I love that you did it with hot milk and honey. Yeah. Made now it, made it something that I looked forward to. And right. it was so uh, milk, warm milk being soporific, i.e., <laughs> you know, it's comforting and it made me tired. So it was the thing that I would do at the end of the day. Yeah. To just It was sort of the beginning of the bedtime ritual. Yeah. I always do it first thing in the morning, sort of like set my day off right. Just sort of review yesterday. Okay. Take a, you know, so with coffee. <laughs> yeah. Which is, and here's the other thing about you and I. You're a morning person and I'm not. Right. So this is an opportunity to know yourself, to discover when am I going to learn a little bit more about yourself and trusting yourself. I know I'm not. After three o'clock, I can be okay sometimes, but I know there are certain things. And I think that hot milk and honey sounds really lovely just to not do this. (laughs) (laughs) Like I need a clear mind. I want to be starting my day on this. Like there's definitely not a right or wrong here. Yeah, parents, no, but... I actually knew somebody who did it in the middle of their day because that's yeah. when they had the the ability to do it. Right. So here's your homework. Your practice for the week is to figure out a time where you are going to check in with yourself mm-hmm. about how reliable you are being. Right. Have you lied to yourself or to anyone else? Because that's how you... I mean, trust is honesty. Yes. It's about really seeing how things are and accepting the reality. Right. You know, and and working within that. So, yes, it's about honesty. Right. We're starting the year talking about your relationship with yourself. Because if you can be trusting of yourself, you're in a far better place to be solid with others. Yes. Set boundaries and do those, those things. So starting in January, starting with the foundation... Check in with yourself. Have you lied to yourself? And here's the thing. Also, sophorifically, <laughs> kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. Mm. If you don't identify it, you're bound to redo it. It's very easy to fall into black and white thinking with these kinds of things. Yes, absolutely. And so, Thank you. Um, being gentle with yourself is about the flexibility, right? We, we learn by making mistakes. Yes, by not doing it perfectly. Only way. So, you know, you're not going to get it perfect all the time. It's what are you taking out of it when you don't get it perfect? 
what are you taking lessons? Are you seeing something you hadn't recognized before that will help you do better next time? As you're going through the day, you are going to recognize places where you didn't live up to the perfect expectation. Mm -hmm. So being gentle with yourself then, and is there a lesson there for you for how to do it a little bit better or differently to see how that works? Like, so the Mm. flexibility, the ability to work with it comes from acknowledging where it's not perfect, which is going to be most of the places. Absolutely. And, and working with that rather than discarding it or lying about it to yourself or sweeping it under a rug. I guess one of the other, now that I'm thinking about it, things that I would do is what, how can I do it better next time? Right. Right. Just asking myself that question. So it's not this big, oh, I did it, you know, and I have to mine my past and figure out all this. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's just like, oh, I didn't do that so well. How could I do it better next time? What's, right. and, and that often led me into, oh, this is what tripped me up about it. So this is how I'm going to try to avoid that trap. Yep. So if I summarize what we're saying in a general way, because you're going to make this your own, your practice for the week is check in daily with yourself. Have you been reliable to yourself? Right. It's all about you in this one way. And that will allow you to build a foundation of trust with yourself and then others. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us this January. (laughs) The year has turned over, but change still takes time and patience patience and practice, practice, practice. practice. Keep practicing. We look forward to seeing you, hearing you, hearing from you. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plan P. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable takeaways that you can practice this week. And remember, change takes time and practice. To stay connected with us and ensure you never miss an episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share our podcast with friends, family, or any other parents who could benefit from our discussions. You can also keep up with all things Plan P on Instagram and TikTok at Plan P is for. If you have any burning questions or specific topics which you'd like us to address on the show, please just email us at connect at plan P dot us. If you want to talk to one of us, go to our website at plan P dot us to learn about us and schedule your free coaching session online. All details and links will be in the show notes. We can't wait to reconnect with you on the next episode. See you next week.